You're listening to What Devay Said About Music, the beard on the shoulder of Pirate Radio with your host, Bob Devay, your personal music pusher. So get high on his supply. And uh, I remember when I was in that little bitty radio station and I was playing all those rock and roll records? Well, that's what I'm doing right now. If you can visualize that, that's what all of us in radio do. Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they said about music? I'm Kurt Loder with an MTV News special report on a very sad day. Kurt Cobain, the leader of one of rock's most gifted and promising bands, Nirvana, is dead. And this is the story as we know it so far. Cobain's body was found in a house in Seattle on Friday morning. He was dead of an apparently self-inflicted shotgun blast to the head. Police found what is said to be a suicide note at the scene, but have not yet divulged its contents. Cobain, who was 27, had reportedly been missing for about six days, according to his mother. The Los Angeles Times reported on Wednesday that Nirvana was breaking up and that Cobain was planning to undergo drug rehabilitation. A source close to the band told MTV News earlier this week that while that story sounded bad, it was better than what was, quote, really going on. That comment remains to be clarified. Cobain's body was found in a house in Seattle where he had previously lived and which he still owned. It was discovered by an electrician who had showed up at around 8.40 a.m. this morning, Friday morning, to do some work at the house. He looked in a window and said he recognized the body on the floor inside as Cobain's. Before calling police, the electrician first called a local radio station to break the news. Although at press time, police were declining to officially identify the body as that of Cobain, pending notification of next of kin, a reporter for the Seattle Post-Intelligencer, who was on the scene, ID'd the body as Cobain's. And uh, several other news outlets have also gone public with that information. Cobain's wife, singer Courtney Love, had just canceled a UK tour. She was not over there yet with her band Hole. Her current whereabouts are unknown, but she is presumably with the baby daughter she had with Cobain, Frances Bean. For the, we're going to take a look at uh, look back at Kurt Cobain, his music, the band's music, and the loss of a, a gentle and wonderful guy. It was a bad day for all of us. Display it. 
I miss you, Kurt Cobain. Robert Bob Duvet joining you for another edition of What Duvet Said About Music. Issue 25, the 25th installment of this little podcast that could from the kitchen of my apartment in San Francisco, California. Thanks again, my Duvidians, for joining me. It's kind of with a heavy heart that I do this podcast. 17 years ago today, Kurt Cobain passed away in 1994-and- I still get bummed out about it, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I can tell you exactly where I was when I heard the news. I was living in Los Angeles, and my roommate at the time called me up and said, you got to turn on the TV. I did. I turned on MTV, and what you just heard at the beginning, Kurt Loder's um, breakdown of what happened was exactly what I heard. And to this day, it's still really, really, uh, you know, like I said, bums me out. So I am going to play a few songs to kind of exercise, celebrate, I should say, celebrate Kurt Cobain's legacy. And let me tell you something. If you were not around or alive in 1994, his music was so influential and so pervasive on the music scene at that time. There was not a band that did not have some kind of Nirvana angle. Record labels were signing anybody and everybody who remotely 
had a bit of that lightning in the bottle that Nirvana had and bands that did not even have the remotest connection to grunge were all of a sudden putting out grunge albums. Um, so it was everywhere. I was in a band at the time and when I heard the news, I remember just picking up my guitar and just kind of mindlessly strumming. And then from that, I moved to just playing Nirvana songs. So I'm gonna play a couple of Nirvana songs here in celebration of the man, a talent that you know I really think is yet to kind of be equaled. And I really hope that if you're not a Nirvana fan, you go back and kind of rediscover them. It's, there's a lot to get into. Even though they didn't have a lot of albums out, what they did put out is just quality and stellar and very different. I mean, the dynamic, the loud, soft, sure they you know, borrowed that from the Pixies, but they put it in a different context. The songwriting is just unrivaled. Other bands at that time, that's what they lacked, was the, the gift of the songwriting that Kurt Cobain had. And that voice is just unmistakable, and it's just controlled passion, and then he can unleash at a moment's notice. It's a gift, and I played Frances Farmer will have her revenge on Seattle, because I believe Kurt Cobain will have his revenge on the music industry one day. He was a sensitive guy, and uh, he deserves the utmost respect in people's hearts for you know being just an artist. And so that's all I'm gonna say. I, I'm just really it gets me emotional, and I don't want to get too emotional. But we are gonna play a little Nirvana to get us going. We have a lot in store today. We have an interview with True Widow on tap. We have a spotlight on a Nashville band called Totals. Great band. I'm gonna feature. A interview with them on the blog. And again, that's www.whatduvaysaid.com. There's going to be an interview with Totals. You can find out more about them after listening to them today. We have a ton of new releases. We're going to play some new stuff off the brand new True Widow record. I'm going to have to double check the title. I've been butchering it all, all week. It's just a long title. So I, I will find that. But let's get into Nirvana and I'll come back and talk at you.
I'm feeling better already. See what that does? A little celebration. Celebration of the man. That last song you heard was The Money Will Roll Right In by Fang. Kurt Cobain, big fan of Fang. Local San Francisco hardcore band from the 80s. And that song says it all. I think it says it all about the music industry at that time. And now that I think about it, I think Kurt Cobain did have his revenge on the music industry because it's an entirely different setup than it was back when he was still alive and much for the better. I think you're getting a lot more diversity of music out there, a lot more independence. So bravo, Kurt. I like to think you have a hand in all that. So let's get into our interview with True Widow, shall we? First, I'm going to tell you how you can get a hold of us here at What Duvet Said About Music. Call us at 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. And you can always write to us. I appreciate all the email I've been receiving from you all out there. Keep them coming. Write to us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. And visit the blog, www.whatduvaysaid.com. Is that what I said that? Yeah, www.whatduvaysaid.com. That's it. All right. There's going to be supplemental material regarding this show. I think I'm going to post some uh, video that I found of True Widow recording this latest record. And let's talk about the latest record, shall we? It is just out today as we are taping this, April 12th. So go out and get it. It is called As High as the Highest Heavens and From the Center to the Circumference of the Earth. And it's out on... Komodo Records. Komodo Records is a great label. So uh, look for this album. It is great. True Widow hadn't released a record since I think 2008. Maybe wrong. It's 2008 or 2009. And this album, much anticipated by me, it sounds awesome. Everything I like about the band is still there. It's just bigger and better. And songs are heavier if that's possible. And it's recorded on tape, which we love. We love records that sound like records should sound. And this is definitely one of them. So I was able to sit down and talk with band member, drummer, Tim Slim Starks. And we discussed the new record. We did it over the phone. So there's going to be a little bit of a, you know crackle and buzz there. But you can hear it all. He was kind enough to sit down and talk with me for 20 minutes or so. We talk about the crazy title. We talk about the recording of the album. We talk about patience and other things. It's a really good interview. I'm excited to play it for you. I'm going to play you a True Widow song to get us going. Here is album opener Jackal off As High as the Highest Heavens by True Widow.
Hello. Hey, it's me. All right. Awesome. I love technology. That's right, man. <laughs> so how are you? Thanks a bunch for uh, for talking to me. Yeah, no sweat, man. Sorry, it took a, sorry, it took a little while to get around to getting together. Oh, no, but, uh, things are going pretty good, man. I love the new record. What I've heard so far, it sounds like it's it's big. It's a big sounding album. Cool. I'm glad, I'm glad that's coming across. Um, I guess maybe I'll, I'll start just kind of there. Um, there was a bit of a break between the, the first record and this one, what, like a couple, three years maybe? A lot of the stuff that's on this new record, it, it really, well, I should say, say uh, a lot of stuff that's on the first record, um, probably half of that, you know, like there was a lot of stuff said about Dan having that first record kind of in his pocket when we got together, but that, well, this was the case. There was only three or four songs when we got together, so ah. the writing really exploded once you know we had been together for so like six or seven months, maybe, and that's where all that material for that first record came from. Well, it was like overflow, man. Like Skull Eyes, um, NH. You know, we had all these songs that were like. We were jamming right on the cusp of doing, recording those first, that first batch of songs. I mean, that for us, like some of these songs on the new record were really born for the first record. They were just a little late. You know what I mean? It's like a day, a day late. But Skull Eyes, we've been playing that. We've been playing that almost as long as the first record's been out. I was going to say, um, you know, that's one of the things that sounds so great is there is no... I mean, as far as the band sound, it is like honed super, super tight, and it's evidence on the new record. I mean, everything I loved about the first record is taken to another level on this most recent one. Uh, do you think that's just from hitting the road and from playing some of these songs for as long as you have, having a really good idea of what you wanted them to sound like and what the band yeah, sounds like? Yeah, that's safe, man. That's safe to say, for sure. Um, you know, I don't need a seen or heard, like, we didn't really start this off pretty much, you know, this was like our little Sunday afternoon project over here, so, when we, uh, as things kind of progressed, and we're like, oh man, this might be more than what we kind of envisioned it as, uh, I think everybody kind of really adhered to, you know, I mean, once we started to play shows, obviously, once there was enough interest for the guy, you know, that put our first record out. I mean, once we got to that point, then we were like, all right, you know, like, let's, let's take, let, let's just, you know, get as serious as we can. You know, we're not very serious, serious people. We're pretty lighthearted. I don't you know. Most people probably wouldn't imagine that, but, I'm going to say this, um, you know, let's get serious and try and make this happen. So, I mean, I've never played the drums before. I'm like, hell, man, let me try and be a drummer for a little bit, you know? Really? Nicole, uh, Nicole had never really done, she's never done anything like this, like, structure-wise or tempo-wise like we were doing. It was really hmm. kind of far out for her. She's like, you know, well, maybe I would like to try this instead of, like, the, you know, chunk pop styles that I've been doing or whatever, you know. I mean, it's like, everybody really, we saw what we were, we saw what we had the potential to do, kind of, and we were like, man, we should try, like, really try and make this happen, you know. And, uh, in the road, definitely putting ourselves out there on the road. We were there because we wanted to be there. 
you know, we were, we only had a place to stay if somebody was putting us, you know, I mean, it's like, you, the same story as everybody said about being on the road for a time, but man, where it pays off is, is right there. Proof is in the yeah. pudding, you know? It was just us and the songs and the road. And we really worked that stuff over. And I think that we had so much fun doing that. It really lent to the notion that, hey, maybe we should try. We got a lot of, uh, you know, we talked to a lot of different people that we meet and stuff. It's about how I really like the record, you know, put my headphones and sounds really cool. And I have this cool trip or whatever. But then I come and see you guys live and it's like this monster, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah. dynamic monster or whatever, and it's just like it's a whole other experience. And I guess after having a few of those conversations, we were like, maybe we should try. And we really didn't know what we were doing. We knew what we were doing the first record, like with our sounds, with our songs, or whatever. But we didn't really know, like, hey man, we could maybe push this even further. You know, like we were trying to push stuff with the first record, maybe to get people out of their comfort zones, but people were grasping it. So we were like, all right, well, let's try and push it a little further. And, you know, a lot of people thought we were going to do something really, really reminiscent of the first record, going back to Echo Lab and working with Matt Pence again. But I mean, from day one, we really put him out of his comfort zone. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, Rich really pushed him. Like, he, he was, there's a lot, of, a lot of things on that record that he was not comfortable with until, like, towards the end of the process. That's, so, that's, what, makes, uh, <clears throat> that's what makes for good art, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody, like, everybody was really, you know, I mean, the, the songs are simple. We're not going to sit around and try and make them sound like they're some kind of, you know what I mean? But, like, everybody was really committed to try and do something cool. So, yeah, and we told them, we're like, it's a lot live, you know? Like, we don't get to play the steel guitar. It's like, the steel guitar parts there will always yeah. be a part of True Widow. But we don't get to do that live. So, you know, right. there's not as much steel guitar on this record because of that. Like, everything was more geared kind of towards that, I think.
man, I just got... I'm about to walk through the front part of my building. I'm going to run, so I hope I don't lose you. Maybe I'll ask you a little bit about the recording. I, I What I saw was a video that was on your blog, you know, kind of a little um, making of the yeah. album sort of thing. And what I was struck by initially was I loved seeing tape. I loved seeing reel-to-reel tape going on. Yeah. And it didn't look like it was recorded with any of the you know usual Pro Tools set up and all that stuff. And... Yeah. Um, was that something like, was there records in mind that you guys had heard growing up or that you listened to that you were like, we want to make a record that sounds as big or like that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, you know, I think that everybody that tries to play music has the, it has those records, you know what I'm saying? I know it's just too big of a shooter for there, man. But for us, it definitely was ideas to say, oh, well, you know, it's a race. It might be very subtle, you know, like just a secondary effect on like the harmony on this one song or something, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to an overall tonal quality. Um, so yeah, there was a little bit of like, oh, well, do you remember this record back then? And they did this one thing, and then, but we don't really, we don't listen to much music. Gotcha. When we're in the studio or when we're like jamming here, kind of writing and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, well, so there's definitely like a, you know, there's that gap there, there's that divide so that we're not, or the intention being hopefully, you know, if you're like drawing from your recesses, you, as opposed to, you know, hearing something that is 48 hours old or whatever. Yeah, no, I hear but, it. I mean, it's just such a big sounding record. It's a throwback yeah. to... Album that you know. It's really just about pushing it, man. You know? Yeah, no, it's really just about pushing it. Like this, this, this thing is cool on the first record. Let's like put some more balls in it, you know. Like let's change these two strings and see what this kind of let's see what kind of dissonance we can get out of this or whatever. And just like building off, like you said, you know, building off all that stuff from the first time around. Being comfortable with Matt and and the Echo Lab that we could just kind of go for broke, you know, I mean, there was yeah. definitely a little bit of concern on some people's parts, like the drums were bigger, and I was starting to kind of find my seat, you know what I mean, like, it's been a couple of years of playing them now, and it's like, I'm starting to feel good about it, and and it's like, I think that kind of flipped right there, you know, like, just me hitting the drums hard in the studio this time, uh-huh. was kind of like a, a key in to Matt, like, this is going to be bigger, like, this is going to be you know, there's going to be yeah. more gnarl to this record. And <laughs> he was a little worried about it, you know, the first couple of days, but we just talked and talked and, like, kind of warmed him up to it. And it's like, we're not making a pretty record, dude. You know, we're not here to make another pretty record. So, but it, it sounds it, Matt, Matt can't help. Yeah, Matt can't help but make stuff sound incredible. But, you know, we yeah. were pushing him, like, let's just knock all the pretty off of this, rub some dirt on this thing. So, yeah, man, I mean, I was just like... The stuff that we definitely, as a bond and friends, like bonded over certain records. You know, I mean, I'll get I'll get calls from Dan most times, or like I'll call Dan and start to talk about, "Hey, did you hear this one song, man? It's got this cool part." It's like, did you hear the production on that record? Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. they'll get that record because it sounds cool. Like I don't care what the songs or anything. Like I don't care who the artist is, any of that shit. Yeah, yeah, so, I hear you. We dig into stuff like that, and, you know, I mean, I think it's only 
representative of, of that, that we kind of do it to ourselves. So, you know, first, well, I'm trying to I see, man, if there's like any specific stuff. I mean, maybe when we were doing mixed downs, there might have been, you know, like a 30 minute window where we're like, yeah, like, Roy Orbitson, you know, like he had this uh-huh. thing on his vocals, like, let's swing this and let's try it. We did kind of, uh, swim in the old rockabilly country pool a bit for this record, more so than the last one, I think. Dan hasn't really talked about it much, but some of the songs, I think, come from more of a country place for him. They obviously don't sound like country songs. The title, As High as the Highest Heavens and From the Center Uh to the Circumference of the Earth. What's the story behind that, man? (laughs) Well, uh, that actual saying comes from a a spiritual guidebook of sorts. Okay. And it's like a Middle Eastern kind of spiritual philosophy thing and dances book that Dan had stumbled upon. Um, he's a, a practicing Freemason, I think. Oh, nice. People. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a cool thing from where we're at. It's not, you know, some people yeah, get yeah. weirded out by that stuff. But uh, anyway, so... He has, like, alternative literature that he is coming through with, and, I mean, it's something that I've, I'm not an actual practicing member, but I've been, mm-hmm. my grandfather was, and I've been taken with primarily the symbolism, you know, and just, like, the, the you know, the weird stuff that people think about him or whatever, and so then, like, I had borrowed this book from him, basically, and was reading through it, and that caught, it, it caught me, you know, and uh-huh. I thought I was, like, give finished up, get back to him, and I'm like, man, this is one part of this book. He's like, yeah, man, same part, like, got to me, so we started to talk about it, or then we shared it with Nicole, and, like, basically, you know, the, the guy the, the guy writing it was writing it with a single-minded intent, but mm-hmm. after we all three read it, we all three interpreted it very personally, you know, it meant oh, something different to, to each of us, right, and so we started to talk about it. At that point in the recording process, man, we were... We were thinking we're gonna do like a double record, you know, like we've got all this material. Like let's just go for broke now while we have a chance. Um, and that, you know, and that title was like this was it, like you know, big giant gatefold, this cool title. It's like we're very so much stuff that's associated with us is on the minimal side of things. They're like let's you know like do it, like you know some people might whatever. We did not expect that it would be you know, as much attention brought to it as there has been, but so we kind of loosely titled the record that, and then at the end of the process, once we had stripped everything down and got the record that everybody's listening to now, we're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be our record, like a stripped down version of what we kind of loosely thought in the beginning, which makes sense for us, totally. Um, yeah. Let's just keep the fucking name. You know, like, well, we'll a new name. This name's cool. Fuck it. So we did, and now it's just like, wow. You know, it's all kind of like, you know, if somebody wants to get really deep, you can sit there and talk to them. If somebody just wants to have a good time, man, it's just high. It's a high. It's high. Come on. Let's have a party. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. so it kind of, it's, it's working, I guess. We've definitely cut some slack for it. I think people are sick of writing it, but I'd say just don't write TW2, man. Everybody will figure it out. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see the abbreviations that come up as a result. <laughs> 
So I think well, it's pretty cool, man. Let me really it's just about uh, it's an origins, you know, for for me. Mm-hmm. Origins is like a beginning and an end. It just really focuses on, you know, the truth, you know. No, gotcha. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's like you're here for a little bit and then you're gone. And it's like you make a scratch if you're lucky. Somebody yeah, might yeah. see it down the road. So. But yeah, I mean, it is. It's a personal thing for everybody, but at the same time, it's kind of like a moniker just for the whole world to party. Yeah, no, I, I love it, and I think that this record definitely makes a scratch. I wanted to ask you about touring fans. We're out here on the West Coast. Um, we'd love to see y'all. Any plans to come West? I know you're doing the East Coast tour, and I think there's some talk in Europe. Yes, yes, there's always. Basically, we always want to go to California. <laughs> All three of us. If there's ever a chance, we are there. I mean, we've been talking about getting back out there since the you know we got out of the studio. The, the plan was to go out west first. Uh-huh. Like we made you know we made the majority of our connections via the band out there. We got a lot of different personal you know good friend connections out there. Yeah, it's like a vacation, man. I mean, you go out there and it's just like for us, you know, it's like a a jam vacation, basically. You got, you know, you got to do all kinds of stuff over there that you might get trouble doing in the rest of the country, you know? And it's just like, we very we feel very comfortable out there. That's cool. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, we always want to go. Right now, you know, things like with this, Kamada had asked us if we would go to the East first. Mm-hmm. Um, we were like, yeah, sure, man. You put out the record. We don't mind coming up and seeing you. But then this, uh, the Terry Bread thing popped up. Uh-huh. It just worked out that that was out on the east side. Like, could have gone if we'd be going west right now. The Bay Area is like my little home away from home, man. I've got most of the people I really like to spend time with that aren't here in Texas or in Oakland or San Francisco. So, gotcha. Well, I really we, like uh, to be up there. We will beat the drum for True Widow when, uh, when, yeah. we hear you're coming, when, when we hear you're coming out this way. Um, I'm just going to wrap it up really quick because, uh, you know, I don't want to keep you too long, but I wanted to, um, you know, you get a lot of comparison to bands like Low. I heard Failure in one review, and I was like, man, I loved Failure back in the day. Like, that was a cool band. But a lot of mention of tempo of songs. Is there ever a pressure to want to, like, fuck with the tempo and, you know, play something that's, like, double time? Or, or is that just not in the band's DNA? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's definitely, you know, when we're jamming, like, we've played around like that. Uh-huh. I found this thing on the YouTube. I guess these kids are calling it Nightcore. And wow. it's like they take a song and they speed it up super fast and change the pitch. And basically every single Nightcore song I've heard sounds like the end track to an anime movie. You know, it's like part American, part weird. Like, it sounds like there's a little Asian girl singing. Um, and we're like, all right, this is, you know, we somebody did that to AKA or something, and we're like, all right, never. Yeah. You know, all the jokes are out the window now. Like, this is awful. We do, uh, I mean, like, it's a, there's, when we play the songs live, the songs, one thing that we learned real quick, man, is that the songs really exist in this area where tempo has no lane over them. You know, like, you, we can play Sunday Driver at a five minute pace. And everybody would be groovy, and mm-hmm. even though the song's kind of, you know, downtrodden, like everybody would feel a little bit upbeat. Well, if we're feeling loose, and we go and play like an eight-minute version of Sunday Driver, 
you know, it's like more rich and whatever. It's just like, so, you know, the tempos of the songs on the record, that's just where we were then, okay, you know. So, so Rise comes off quicker live a lot of times. Nicole will want to, like, kind of get into it a little bit more, you know, so we play it a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Stuff like Corpse Master, like, do see it. I mean, that's where I'm just, like, you know, I think put as much syrup on those. Those are the songs where I'm going to try to, you know, just grind it into the ground. Gotcha. It's like forced and to play as slow as humanly possible, you know, like just do stuff like that. So that's the art because it's hard to do that. It shows so much restraint and it shows so much, you know, control over your sound. So not, you know, be trying to push it too much or getting the, right. the energy and excitement kind of. So, I mean, you guys, that's, I think, one of the, the greatest achievements when I listen to True Widow is just how in the pocket and how controlled it is and everything's moving towards a point and it's, you know, it ends up being a big payoff. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, we're, you know, like you said, we're down here. We're all born and raised down here. We all share a similar mentality to things. I'm a pretty laid back, uh, approach to life and you know, it is, dude. Yeah. You know? I was raised, like, you know, you wait, you know, all good things. Come to those who wait. Like, I like that in my music. I like that in my movies. I like it in my art. You know, I like that. They should be and all those things. So I think that, uh, I think that if we can kind of share that with people and they get it, we're then cool, man, because this world is too fast. (laughs) You know, we need to take a second to just think about things. And, uh, sometimes you need a slow jam to do that. So. I like it, you know, so that so I'm just gonna tell all my listeners, you guys are gonna have to just chill and wait and True Widow mm. will make it to your town. That's it's right. gonna happen. That's <laughs> right. Well dude, thanks so much for uh for talking with me. Best of luck with the tours and the new record. Um I I know it's gonna be on everybody's top top ten list. It's it's gonna be online, I can tell you. I have been with you. Oh, man, man. Thanks, man. I'm you guys are digging it. Means a lot yeah, for sure. Can't wait to get up there and throw that shit down live for everybody. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll be I'll be spreading the word on my end, but uh, look forward to meeting you too in the future, man. Definitely, man. Keep in touch, and I'll let you know when we're gonna head that way. Cool, cool, cool. And uh, we'll right. back to the to everybody else in the band. Well, you guys got a great thing going on. Dallas is back on the map. <laughs> Not that it was, I'm a 49 fan, so I have to kind of like, you know, keep Dallas at arm's distance sometimes. Fan, <laughs> so you won't hurt my feelings with football. <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't dream of it, man. <laughs> but hey, thanks a bunch. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing this.
Just two good friends Tonight is kind of special The beer we'll pour Must say something more somehow So tonight Tonight, tonight Let it be low and brown Let it be low and brown It's been so long Hey, I'm glad to see you Raise your glass Here's to health and happiness So tonight, tonight Let it be all the best When you're with good friends having good times Don't just have a beer, have a low and brown Because good friends and good times deserve the taste of a great beer And there's really only one, low and brown Tonight, let it be low and brown You're listening to What They Said About Music, the parrot on the shoulder of Pirate Radio. Subscribe to What They Said for free now on iTunes. Well, welcome back, my Davidians, to Hour 2 of What They Said About Music, the podcast for you, done by me, for you. That's right. We are into Hour 2 of this, oh, this this little traveling shit show that travels from my bedroom to the kitchen of my apartment and back again. I'd like to thank everybody for joining me and staying with me and remind you, you can reach us at 415-937-0445 or write to us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. And again, the blog is www.whatduvaysaid.com. And on the blog, you're going to find a lot of supplemental material, including... A video capturing this song. LCD Sound System did a final performance on Saturday, April 2nd. I was actually at a tribute band doing a tribute to LCD Sound System that very same day. Was not the same, let me tell you. They were good, but they weren't great. And great was what I hear LCD Sound System was. He played like, I think, 50 shows at Madison Square Garden, another 60 at Terminal 5. Um, a couple of others around town really doing a big send-off. I hope that this is not the last we see of Mr. James Murphy. And something tells me that we will see more LCD sound system in the distant future. But for right now, all we got is all we got. And what I have for you, my friends, all of my friends, I give you LCD sound system performing all of my friends from Madison Square Garden this Saturday night, April 2nd, courtesy of the fine folks at Pitchfork Music who are streaming the final show. So kudos, Pitchfork. I give you a hard time sometimes, but this is not going to be one of them. Without further ado, Mr. James Murphy and band doing All My Friends. This was a song that hooked me on them. And uh, yeah, I'm going to miss the band. Definitely happy I had a chance to see them. And if you didn't, go to the blog. But for now, let your ears see them with this song. You guys look, you guys look amazing. Hands. Yes, some of those are pandas.
starts but that's how it ended folks right there lcd sound system no more we're gonna have to refocus our energies and we will get our dance on from somebody else i have a feeling it'll be james murphy just in a different formation but that was a great band and a lot of good albums three to be exact and he will be missed much like kurt cobain is missed we will miss lcd sound system but you know what? We have something not to miss now. We have TV on the radio, new record, just coming out today. They're actually streaming it over on Rhapsody. I grabbed a couple songs. I will play them for you. The album is called Nine Types of Light. The songs I just picked out, out at random, like the titles, and then ended up loving the songs because it's vintage TV on the radio. It's what I've been missing, so it's good to have them back. Let's do a double shot, shall we? We'll get those out of the way. And then right after that, we're going to do a little spotlight on a band from Nashville called Totals. Super, super cool band. Very uh, kind of Sonic Youthy, oh, uh, you know, kind of Spaceman 3 vibe duo. Can't wait to talk a bit about them. We'll spotlight them, play a few of their songs, maybe some things that inspire them. And I got a few more. I got uh, some new Sunny and the Sunsets to play. Album's not even out until next week. I got it for you here today. I will play a little bit of that. We got some new Radiohead we could play. A lot of different directions to go in. I'd like to play something by Upa. I think I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's the singer for Yuck has a solo project that uh, he released a single of. I like the single, so maybe I'll play a little bit of that. For now, we'll do a double shot of TV on the radio. And what songs are we going to play? Let's play New Cannonball Blues, followed by Keep Your Heart. And you'll get the uh, idea of how great this record sounds. And run out and get it, folks. Came out today, so by the time you're hearing this podcast, it'll be ready for consumption by you, the listener. My Duvidians, near and far. All right, TV on the radio. And away we go.
have it two brand spanking new songs by tv on the radio really dig them has everything that i like about the band there sound looks a little bit more uh a little more produced maybe I think the last record though was produced as well but it sounds great i look forward to hearing that album giving it some serious listens that was literally just kind of a, a mad grab all right i'm gonna play a song by a band called Upa, which is uh, Yuck's frontman. I forget his name. I am just too beat with messages and swimming and stuff right now to go look it up. But Yuck, Upa, O-U-P-A. Anyway, it's a good song. I'm going to play that. I'm going to play a couple other songs. And then we're going to spotlight totals.
right, that was Upa doing Forget. And before I forget, I'm going to tell you to call us at 415-937-0445 or write us at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com. I will read some of your emails next week. I will play some of your calls next week. But for this week, I want to make sure I get to everything I said I was going to get to. And one of the things I promised was a spotlight on a Nashville band called Totals. Totals, really, really like them. They sound like no other band playing in Nashville, in my opinion. They definitely have a lot more of a, God, I don't know. I, I keep saying Sonic Youth, but it's, you know, it's not exclusively Sonic Youth. It's a lot more atmospheric. It's loud. It's got a ton of guitars, a ton of great guitar effects, a pounding drummer, no bass player, some really cool atmospheric type vocals, and these guys are just killing it in my opinion. And I can't wait to hear more recorded stuff from them. Uh, what I have is a four song EP and a couple live tracks. So I'm going to pull from that. I'm going to play, uh, I've played some of their songs before on previous podcasts. I'm going to try to avoid songs that I have played before. So let's play a song called Take Care of Me. And then we'll go into a live song called Special A Live. We'll knock those out. Then we'll talk a little bit more about you know, let let you know where you can find out more about them which oddly enough is my blog, but that's going to be the teaser. So I'm just going to tease that out, play you some totals. Take care of me, folks. Take care of Robert Bob Duvet. He needs it. He needs some taken care of. The totals, however, do not. The music takes care of itself. Thank you. 
That was Nashville's Totals doing Special A Live. I believe that was recorded at Grimey's record store out there in Nashville. One of the nation's best record stores. I have not been, but I am told. I read about these things because I dream of going to places that I haven't been. And Nashville is huge on my list, if you can't tell. I've been hyping the scene for quite some time because I love the bands. They're all super, super nice. And uh, I have a great interview with Totals. That's going to be on the blog tomorrow. So Wednesday the 13th. Look for it. They were really, really funny and frank and honest. and gave me some great stuff. So uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. You'll really get a sense of where they're coming from. Quite funny. Quite funny individuals. And I look forward to seeing them again. I saw them once. They played at the Hemlock Tavern here in San Francisco. And there wasn't a lot of people there because I don't think a lot of people knew who they were and you know don't know the Nashville scene. I suspect the next time they come around with me banging the big drum to uh, get people to come out and see them, you're going to love them. I'm telling you, Brian and Marty, they rock it out. It is loud. It is visceral. It is uh, muscular. It's a very, very good show. So let's play one more from them, shall we, off their EP. I am I'm torn here. What do I do? Let's play a, a song called Upon Some Action. Because I could use a little action myself. Hint, hint. Now nah, the wife. The wife's doing fine. She's working hard. We're both working hard. We're hardworking men, to quote Natural Child, another Nashville band. So let's play Upon Some Action. And that is my spotlight on Totals out of Nashville. Look for them. Do a Google search. They come up. It's T-T-O-T-A-L-S. That's two T's O-T-A-L-S. Can't miss them. They have a MySpace page. You'll hear some more stuff. You can always write to me, and I will put you in contact with how to get their stuff. Um, like I said, they have some vinyl for sale. Great band. Really killing it. I think they're going to do some tours of the East Coast. We'll try to get them out to the West Coast again. But one to definitely check out. After Totals, we are going to close this little dog and pony show of mine. We're going to get the parrot off my shoulder so I can go and enjoy this rare sunny day in San Francisco. We're going to play a little Sonic Youth. Reminds me a bit of what you just heard. And then we're going to play two new songs by Sunny and the Sunset. That's right, Sunny and the Sunsets have an album now. I think it's called Hit After Hit. It will be out next Tuesday. I will be writing a review on the blog, www.whatduvaysaid.com. So you can read all about it before it comes out. You can hear it here before it comes out. You guys are really lucky to have me. You just are really, really, truly lucky. And, uh, you know, the fan mail doesn't quite reflect that. It should. Anyway, I'm begging. I'm begging. I'm trying to court votes here on my own show. It's come to that. All right, let's do it. Totals upon some action.
Robert Bob Duvet here with you, a reformed teenage thug himself. Just thugging out, thug loving. Anybody remember Ja Rule? Gosh, I guess nobody remembers Ja Rule. I do. I got my thug loving on. That was Teenage Thugs by Sunny and the Sunset off their soon to be released record. That band is great, features Kelly Stoltz, another person I'm really huge on at San Francisco music scene. Let's play another song, shall we? I want to play a song called I Want to Do It, simply because I want to do it. And I think it's the first single off this record. So let's let's give it a listen. That was a couple songs from Sunny and the Sunsets. Their latest record, soon to be out next week. Next week, the 12th. God, I've been saying the 12th like it's today. Today is the 5th. I am rushing through this month. I'm, that, that TV on the radio, that's such a bonus. It's not coming out until next Tuesday. You heard that like way in advance. Just like you're hearing the Sunny and the Sunsets way in advance. The final song of the day is going to be Sonic the Youth, Tom Violence, off my favorite Sonic Youth record, Evol. This show has evolved, and now it is devolving into the end. This is the end of my podcast, my friends, the end. And with that, I give you Tom Violence. Tune in next week for more of this, whatever this is. <laughs>